From the art of the deal to keeping it real. Live from the Simply Vegas studios, it's The Power Move with John Gafford. Back again, back again, back again, back again. Surprise. (laughs) If you thought we weren't going to return at all after last week's debacle with uh, Dark Vader and Tom Hanks and everything else. And I got to tell you, this is going to be an amazing episode today. And this is why. Because normally this is the point of the show when I tell you everything we're going to talk about for the day. And then we go for it. But the truth be told, I got nothing. It's a, this is going to be a free, it's like a free form jazz exploration into whatever we're going to talk about because the, the Miles Davis of podcasting. Yeah, it is. It, it's a Miles Davis podcast. It's going to be a free form jazz explosion because <laughs> as we have talked about before in the show, tomorrow is finally the big day. Well, first of all, of course, we got to make the introductions with me as always to my left. The one, the the uh, illustrious, the illustrious. I'll take that. Dark Vader <laughs> himself, undisputed. Colt Amidon, undefeated, <laughs> undefeated. Yeah, I'll take it. If you guys, any screenwriters out there need some help, <laughs> let me know. Work it out. And of course, off to the uh, near near far, a little short to left, we'll short say. Left. Chris Connell Esquire, welcome, short Chris. To left, yeah. Welcome, Chris. So anyway. <laughs> Yeah. So after many, many weeks of, uh, of planning, uh, tomorrow is the day that we begin our quest uh, to be Indiana Jones. And we head off into the abyss for our trip to Egypt. Um, and, and yeah, so because of that, of course, whenever you go out of town, uh, especially if you're in real estate, if you're wanting to get rich selling real estate, you know what you need to do, Chris? Yeah. It's real simple. Yeah. What do you think you do? Um, get rich with friends. No. <laughs> Watch, because Colt, Colt, see, Colt knows more than you. Colt, you want to make money selling real estate, what do you do? Go out of town. You go out of town, because every single every time, time you want to go out of town. You know, got a deal. The, the best deal ever falls Oh, my lap. God. That's the, a little of a headache. The switch. The switchboard <laughs> lights up like nobody's business. Not, not kidding. The largest deal I've ever done in real estate happened the day I left for Cabo, and I was in Cabo dealing with this yeah. one deal. Largest deal ever yeah. I've ever done. Largest commission that is uncanny that that is actually a thing. It's always. It's it, not. Oh, nope. It, that, that is it. That is verbally. A, no, no. Hey, all, all jokes happens. aside. All jokes all aside, I guarantee I'm going to get some, some, some amazing gonna, deal out of it. going to pay no, for the quest. No, no, no. So Exactly. No, no. So in, in the last like 24 hours, we got an opportunity to buy a couple of the office buildings that, that we wanted to buy. Um, so that's now a mad scramble to get the bank everything they need before I go out of town. Mm-hmm. There is, uh, of, of course, because again, I've been trying to stop personally selling real estate for a while, but one of my good clients wants me to sell his house. We throw it up. It sells in five minutes. Two and a half million, just gone in like two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. Not a bad but, deal. Yeah, but now you got to deal with it. Now, now, you, now, now, now there's the rest of it. So he's in Russia. I'll be in Cairo. The deal is here. It's gonna it's gonna be an absolute mess. Um, and then you know, and then you got the fam stuff. Always you got to try to get you know, the kids still got to go across practice. Yeah. Things are still happening at the house. You got to make sure everybody's squared away the best you can. Got to ease the wives' nerves as I head into. I don't know. I'm not going to say. I mean, you said it wasn't dangerous. Well, it, so uh, we went. Oh, here it comes. This is tumbling on. Now that no, you bought no, your no. ticket, yeah. John. No, so what I, it was truth. funny when I was talking to the, the guy who's setting this all up on the Egyptian side. I said to him, hey, level with me. You know, I've been to Africa twice already. It's my third trip back. I haven't found it bad, but it's just dangerous. There was the uprising in Egypt with the Egyptian Spring, yeah. and there were yeah, yeah. some things that have happened recently. He goes, he goes, he goes, it's funny to me when people from America call and ask if Egypt is dangerous. He goes, have you guys ever looked at your crime stats? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He goes, we can't carry a knife on the street here. 
There's no weapons. Wait, 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 back up. So what you're saying is the whip that I received yesterday, I can't <laughs> take. Can't is that what you're well, saying? You can't carry weapons in Egypt. You, it, is a whip a weapon, though? I think a whip is a, it depends. Are you getting artifacts, which we are? I think it's totally a tool of the yes, trade. You can carry yeah. shovels. Need it. You just can't carry blades, John. You can't carry blades. Yeah, I think a whip is required. More like a shovel. A colt. I mean, yeah. Colt's going to go, depends Ooh. on what your safe word is. Well, that, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> where I was going. What is what, your safe word? Is that weather <laughs> okay. What kind of Pineapple. Is? What, Pine- did, did you just look You know what I just found out about pineapples? <laughs> John died to know. Uh, Again, freeform jazz yeah. explosion. Oh, I'm explosion sorry, today. but <laughs> no, I, I found out that an upside down pineapple means you're a swinger. Did not know that. <laughs> did you know that, Chris? An upside down pineapple where? Uh, anywhere. <laughs> if you. Put it in your shopping cart upside down. Mm-hmm. Up, do you have a decorated peach put upside down? Apparently, you're a I swinger. Mean, yeah. I can see how this would be maybe more of a threat in Hawaii. Yeah. And I like I've seen yeah. people walking around with pineapples. Everywhere. Well, here's the thing. Do you, I mean, I guess if you're cold, you look for the pineapple, the inverted upside pineapple. Down. Yeah, I, I heard the swinger thing was, I heard something else too, like a, oh, a rubber ring or something like a that. What? A rubber ring on your finger. No, that's CrossFit. Ring. I know it's like working That's out. Like Chris, <laughs> Chris is thinking everybody's swinging. Your <laughs> office has someone, a lot of swinger jobs. A bunch of swingers in here. Someone came up to me and they're like, "Hey, you're wearing a rubber ring. Now, you know what that means in the swinger community, whatever." Really? Yeah, it was something like that. I'm like, what are you talking about? The, the the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Everybody who goes to the gym is a swinger. So um, I'm not wearing my wedding band to Egypt, though. I will be wearing a rubber ring. Yeah, oh, I bet you. Because will. the lesson, you, you know, we're not rocking well, you know watches. I, and well, no, rocking. you know, you, well, you know what I found out from Colt was from Colt was actually if you wear that rubber hood with the zipper on the front, mm-hmm. it means you're submissive. The gimp mask <laughs> often <laughs> means that. <laughs> that's what yeah, you know what is your safe word with a vet? You just go, "I poppy," when she's too it's rough on you. Burrito, what happens? burrito, <laughs> just burritos, burritos, <laughs> poppy. No mas, no mas, no mas, no That's the safe. If word. something happens, to you guys, do I get a? Continue this podcast by myself. So you know, you know that's a good point. Can I, can I get the, that in writing? Here's the question: Do the ratings go up or down? If this is if this <laughs> is Cold Moon, H O D L for Cold Moon. Yeah, yeah. Hold, hold that to the, the moon. The, the mind of Colt, It'd be like six minute episodes of just. There's Netflix okay. series now about Let's utter get, nonsense. This, Imagine this, having one on the mind of Kolamadon. This is a 12 part series. Well, this Here goes we go. to my point of I think we could get something on. Amazon or Netflix because there's so much garbage out there. Maybe that's it. Again, saying that if we just created a documentary on anything, Anything. we could get onto Netflix. Absolutely. On swinger couples of power walking journey to the top. Well, you know, um, let me tell you this, Chris, that (laughs) we got, um, I went to the uh, Excalibur, what's Tournament of Kings? Tournament of Kings, yes. That should be an Olympic sport. That's way the more impressive. Than the, yeah, yeah, it's way more impressive than equestrian. At least the people are doing something. Yeah, yeah, I probably tend to agree with you that I'd like yeah, to I'd see more that. gladiatorial blood sports make you, their comeback. Top five <laughs> countries that would be best at that. What do you think it'd be? It'd top be five Russia. Like gladiatorial it'd be like blood Russia. sport. It'd be Russia. It'd be Mongolia. It'd be Kazakhstan. It'd be like one of the stands are coming strong. Yeah, the, the oh yeah, everybody. It's just it would just be Khabib on a horse instead of you know in an MMA oh, ring with that hat. The hat uh-huh. alone is just going to strike fear. Yeah. So, Colt, here's the question. Let, let's assume for a second that Chris and I get abducted. Um, let's assume that. A, I'm going to make the assumption you're not bailing us out because you want to steal the show. Right. But let's say it's your first episode back. Here it is. 
the power move now. You've, you've whitewashed my face off of it. <laughs> I'm you just photoshopping. It. It's a, yeah, just photoshopping. Yeah. You're just going to put your little face right yeah. over the top of this. And that's you know what I like it. about your logo is it doesn't show the hairline, so I could actually get You could pull it off. It. Yeah, so, okay, first episode – what do you what do you what do you cover? Oh, we're bringing up the heat. We're going to talk about <laughs> winter sports. And what I could do. Uh, we're going to talk about how Tom uh, Hanks is the reason COVID spread so fast. I mean, Wait. think about it. who who was the first person to really publicly have COVID. Yeah, he was down there in Australia, it Tom, right? It, it was Tom Hanks. He was shooting wife. in Australia, and that's why they 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 thought it was a part of a way to cover up the cabal of children. Eaters or adrenochromizers or whatever. How crazy would that be if that came out real? So wait a second. It's it's it's, al- it's almost like they uh, conspiracy cult conspiracy theory number forty two. Yeah. They used Tom Hanks like the Manchurian candidate. He was an absolute Manchurian candidate for adrenochroming children underneath pizza parlors mm-hmm. to spread COVID across the world because he's so beloved because so of his beloved. movies. Because mm-hmm. his movies are so amazing. Uh, you want to go one step further, Colt? How do you know that's still Tom Hanks? <gasps> because he makes shitty movies. <laughs> still makes shitty movies. That's, <laughs> because the movies haven't gotten any better, so I'm, I'm going to say that that's still Tom Hanks, right? Uh, that uh, no, all right. Well, I, I can't. I can't say. But I got to get back to this thing about the weapons because now I'm concerned about the whip. My sister, who because she's awesome, sent me a straight up Indiana Jones whip. For this trip, because if those of you haven't listened before, we're actually going to Egypt tomorrow to go to the tomb of Saqqara, which is the most. There's, go on Netflix, you can check it out. Apparently, there's a documentary about everything. So says cult, mm-hmm. and uh, there's one on this because it's the most profound find they've had in like they Forever. said decades, Six right? Common, yeah. It's it's a complete tomb, and somehow through Chris's connections, we are uh, going as archaeologists. Do they know we're not archaeologists? Do they know this? I mean, what is an archaeologist, John? Somebody that cares. <laughs> Has a whip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the whip, see, that's why I think the whip is an, asse- is an necessity. How whip pissed off here? would you be if you got thrown in jail because your sister gave you a whip? <sighs> I mean. Uh-uh. By the way, that quote out of context yeah. gets a little strange. Gets a little creepy. Uh, yeah, I wasn't going there. Then <laughs> you guys got dirty mind. Mine's as clean as can be. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'd anyway. be pissed off, right? No, like no, no. If, no, you no. Got, if you took a gag gift and you're like, this is going to be funny, I want a photo with it, and then all of a sudden... No, mm-hmm. I, th- I think uh, we're in good hands. Uh, I think we're this is somebody that's done this a lot of times. And, and what's interesting is I do feel more comfortable going with people that have been there. Now, I'm 100%. I consider myself fairly well traveled. This would be my 42nd country we hit on this trip. 42nd. 42nd. I've turned 40. Uh, my 41st birthday is on the 5th, mm-hmm. and we will have been in my 42nd country by then. So through that process, you know, you kind of get up in your own supply, mm-hmm. feeling like a, you know, Bourdain Jr. or whatever. But when you know that somebody on the other end is waiting for you, was a lay of the yeah, land. Nice in, to have a handler. In a nice country where you don't speak Because like, I went to Japan by myself. Mm. I assumed everybody would speak English because that's just, you know, I'm an ugly American. I just assume that that's how the world works. Nobody speaks English in Japan. Yeah. You can make it around there. It's very civilized, lovely country. But literally, communication is a non-event. But you were like a giant walking the streets. You have no idea. <laughs> I used like, to joke around how Kong I'm big in is Japan. Walking down. That had took on a second. Literally, lead. you're huge yeah. in Japan. I'm literally <laughs> a massive human being in Japan. So it was great. No problems, no trouble. But Did you wear that little diaper thing and then throw the salt over your shoulder? Well, I was going to go pro in, in sumo. Go pro sumo? <laughs> oh, sumo, yes. Colt's like, Colt's like diaper talk. This is my, yeah, now we're down my action. But yeah, no, when you go to him. 
it's one of those things, people that have never been to an African or Arabic country, it mm. is one of the most eye-opening experiences of your life. Because you go and you have one set of opinions because of how the media covers those parts of the world. Mm. And then you go and you go, oh, like we talked about, I don't know any well-traveled racists. Because when you go there and people are very kind to you and everybody's kind of doing cool stuff. Like, have you ever been to an Arabic or Muslim country before? No. This has been my first trip. There, there's something really kind of uh, magical about it. Not to sound too, uh, you know, sort of frilly about it because there's real abject poverty in a lot of these places and you yeah. see children begging and you know it's kind of but the bright sides of these places are very beautiful cultures and great food and friendly people right and so you start moving from like the out the 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 cnn coverage of you know desert storm you start feeling more like you're in aladdin you know what i mean like it sh has the shift where it starts becoming kind of a little more magical and you kind of start to feel a sense of a place in an optimistic way yeah so that hopefully will happen for you all Colt just heard is there's a flying carpet. A, That's all he, that is all he just was, heard. I mean, Jasmine's the hottest Disney character, right? You think so? Yeah. I don't know. Do you no. think so? Let's see. Uh, What's your I top mean, three, Chris? Well, I mean, like, uh, uh, you know, my wife kind of looks like, was it Elsa? Uh, yeah. Take that. Goofy's got to be up there somewhere. Goofy's uh, not. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know what's funny? Goofy, <laughs> Goofy's not a dog. Yeah, he's a cow. It's a cow. He's a cow. I was. You know what? What? Thirty nine. Right. Oh, you know what? Here we go. What? <laughs> bing, Bing, Bing. Topic right. for today All just emerged, ladies Goofy and gentlemen. The cow. All right, I gotta look up what Goofy. It's just like. it's Sorry, just emerged for the for there the topic that we're no getting into. No way, that's true. No, no, no. Here we go. <laughs> topic for the week just emerged. Like, I mean, like, did emerge? I'm talking about like it breached. Oh, the topic it, for it's today just came up. The Full breach. The organic is where you want to be. Full in. breach, Full right, breach. for the topic for today. So we were uh, we went down to our beach house this weekend. <laughs> you ever seen a man's mind literally blown? Ah, that was it. <laughs> it just happened. Don't so, think that is. Sorry, so go we, ahead. we go to our beach house this weekend in Newport Beach, and my wife is a Disney freak. I can take it or leave it. You know, but she every year she, because my wife kind of is awesome, and I like to give her what she wants. She wanted season passes. So I'm like, sure, okay, whatever. She's like, do you want one? I'm like, yes, I want to spend time with my kids. And when whenever we go to Disney, right? Whenever we go there, I have a mantra that I repeat to myself. I'm here for quality time with my kids and my wife. I'm here for quality time with my kids and my wife. I don't care how long the lines are. I don't care about anything. I'm right. just this. I'm here. I don't care if we don't get the right anything. Set your expectations. I'm strictly here for quality time with my wife and my kids. That's the only reason I'm here. And I just repeat that mantra. And that's how I stay sane, right? But Disney has now made that impossible. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you why. Because now they got the app. There's the app, right? It's the app, Colt. The app. The app. <laughs> the app. The app. Do you want, why am I saying it like this? Because I heard the app about 300 times on Saturday. Yep. We go. Ugh. And what the app is, is no more, no more tickets, no more cards. There's no fast passes, right? None of that. None of that. You have to use the app for everything. When I mean everything, I mean like if you want the corn dog from the corn dog stand, you got to go scan a QR code. Cashless. And then it tells you when you can come back to yeah, buy your corn reservations. dog. Reservations. Dude. Get the corn dog. Oh. A corn dog is an impulse buy. That is not something you plan out. So it was so busy and so ridiculous. We couldn't get in anywhere. And as we're sitting there, it was just like, I finally look at my wife. And for my wife to be over it, it's a lot. Yeah. And I just said, well, I said. You're a huge, John's, I mean, you probably use Disney in oh at least once of your speeches I, all the time. You are a huge I, Disney I use person. a quote from Walt Disney, which is, and I, and I don't know it off the top of my head. I normally read it from my notes as I'm going to use this. But I, I say that Disney is the master of guest, of guest experience. Mm -hmm. They've thought out everything that happens to you from the second you get there to the second you leave. How many napkins you get with the churro, how you walk through the lines, how the trams work. Everything has been thought out. Guess what? 
I'm going to be the first one to tell you I'm bringing it even. Here it comes. Ready? Disney, you no longer give a shit about your customers. You don't. You don't. Because it's no longer about what's best and easier for the customer. It's about what's best and easy for, for Disney. Employees. But how That's much of that about. is based on that thing that a lot of people are doing now to, to justify bad customer service? COVID. COVID. It's COVID. It's COVID. Everything right. is Even. just COVID. Like, whoa, 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 that has nothing to do with COVID. Nothing. You just don't do that anymore. Nothing. They, well, saw, that, they saw that it streamlined their bottom lines. They can do more with less people. And that's what they want to do, and it and it's egregious. It's it's egregiously yeah, terrible for for a place that charges now. I can't remember what it was. John, it was five grand plus for four annual passes. Okay, so that means you could go three times because the tickets were like two hundred bucks. Yeah, they're check. ridiculous. Yeah. They're so ridiculous. I, I just I, and you know what's weird? It's that class thing, and I don't want to sound. But you talk about the barbelling of wealth in America. Mm -hmm. It's not ultra wealthy people that are going there. No, no, it's no. A no. lot of times, people to the middle class to the lower mm -hmm. class that are going there. Because it means something. It's so valuable to them 100%. As, a, as, a, as a way to have that nostalgia, yep. childhood memories, the, the most magical place on earth, the happiest place on earth, other no. than the Double Down Saloon on Paradise. No. It's also the happiest place on earth. <laughs> no, but, I like yeah, double, is, down, double Down way more happy than this joint. Right. So you go there, but now they have this thing where technology has just beaten out the, yeah. the human element, right? Yep. So do you remember a lot, a lot of reshoring that customer service lines that were sent to India have happened? People sent all their customer service, all that stuff to India yeah. because they're like, hey, I could pay someone 10, uh, 10 know, cents 10 an hour a day it's cheaper. or whatever. And then everybody was having these bad customer service experiences. So they're like bringing them back. I'd rather pay a bit more and get somebody that can connect on a personal level or whatever. No, so, I, I, th I, th I, think, I think that's the difference is that the problem is with an operation like Disney is there's so many people that still want to go there. That will accept that level. Yeah. 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 So when yeah. I'm like, you know, when I when I say I'm I'm done, yeah. I'm out. They don't care. They could care less. Two people right behind you. Let me tell you what happened years ago. Like years ago, this happened. So we, we went to Disney, and it was an off day for them. Right? They it was just off. Right? Like a lot of stuff was closed. A lot of stuff was breaking. Sure. We we're trying to have a birthday party for my kid, and like the cake came out melted, and it was just kind of like, you know, this is an off day. Yeah. Right, so I sent me being me. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna give you some advice. <laughs> Here it is. Ready? Who wants a superpower today? You want a superpower? I'm gonna give you my superpower. You probably already have this because you're an attorney. But one of my superpowers is complaining, and I mean, I take the Karen thing to another level, yep. like another level. Because here's why: I don't ask to see the manager. I don't call the 800 number. I go online. I see who the CEO is of whatever I'm trying to complain or be mad about. Then I go on to see the corporate email structure for whatever company that is. So if it's, if, if let's say it's Bob Eisner, I'm trying to get in touch with, well, now I'm going to go in, I'm going to write my email explaining what happened to me at their place of business. And I'm going to send an email and I'm going to put 20 email addresses in the send letter. It's going to say bob.eisner at disney.co, whatever. And then it's going to say b.eisner at disney.co. And it's going to say bob.i at disney.co. And I'm going to do every combination that I can possibly think of that would might be his email address. And then I'm going to hit send and I'm going to start watching the bounces. If I put 20 up there and I'm watching, bing, 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 19, bingo, baby. Got we got one. through because people at that level are not used to seeing complaints. You go right to the top with it. And when this happened and I sent it off to him, you can do this with anything. When I sent it off to him, they called us immediately and I got called from Brad. Hi, John. This is Brad from, <laughs> from the, the vice president of, of Disney Park Operations, his office. Really sorry about what you sent us. So here's what we're going to do. And they, they came back with lithographs for the kids, sent care packages to the house, gave me a, a free weekend stay at the Disneyland Hotel in a suite. Sure, yeah. 
three-day park hoppers for everybody and went over and above. And I just don't think that would happen anymore because yeah. that COVID, because of COVID. No, there's no yeah, there's no doubt. But that level of service is just dead with them. And as soon as you go to that app and, it, and you allow technology to replace what made you great, you're screwed. And that's what they're doing. So let me let me th- that really brings up this thing that I, th- I think a lot of people don't understand too. And you talk to people in the restaurant industry. If you come out, let's say you go for a nice dinner, you you and Cole and your wives and your kids go out for a dinner, right? Let's say <laughs> I mean, is it still a nice dinner? It's still a nice dinner. It's a sweet night at Applebee's. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Call it what it is. You go for dinner, right? Mm-hmm. And somebody goes, and seven out of eight entrees come, and they're good, and the eighth is cold, and it's shit, and it's the wrong one. Yeah. So they're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'll do this. I'll bring you another one. If they come and bring it to you late or whatever. People go, oh, well, they kind of made up for it, or I'll take that off. It's like, you, no, no, you, you've ruined my experience. Yeah. Right. It's not just about oh we're getting you back to square. Yeah, right, it's not even right. just about oh we took that off the bill. It's like okay that's fine, but you know we we came out we did this whole thing. You kind of ruined the experience. I, I I don't complain about it. I don't get worked up, but it always got stuck in my craw a bit when they thought that getting me to just basically break even or yeah. maybe yeah. a smidge it. above it. Yeah is, oh, look at how great this customer service, we got free onion rings. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. The whole experience is done. It is has been sullied in a way. That, yeah, so yeah. it's incumbent upon you to go, look, your meal was ruined, we got you that back. This is blah, 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 and I want you to come back next time, or I want you to do this you. or whatever. Yeah, I, got I got you, you. or whatever. Yeah, Something I, that makes me go, oh, they must have just fucked up. I love when people own their mistakes. Yeah. I'll go back there twice. You want to earn a customer? You do something slightly well, you know, the first time you engage with them, you'll yeah. come back two, three, four yeah. times. Oh God, worst. I mean, cause I was in the restaurant business for a long time and I, and I, and I always believed in the nuclear option when dealing with a table problem. I, let me comp the whole meal. Let me take care of everything. Same thing. I, I think that's like, I think that is stellar. Yep. I think that's when they're like, wow, they're really sorry. They give a shit. Worst table visit ever. You ready? We're going to, I'm going to talk about this and we'll take a break. Here it comes. You ready? So I it was in, I was, uh, I was running a Hooters restaurant, again, graduate Hooters. H-E, baby. H-E, in Maryland Heights in St. Louis, right? That's hard, yeah. And I had a cook named Duda, this white stoner, uh, white Rastafarian guy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Anyway, Duda was prone to cutting himself. He did it all the time. Anyway, he oh, cuts God. himself one day. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Life goes on. Restaurant, I get a call out to a table. And I'm like, all right. I walk out to the table, and the guy's like, uh, Points at, they had a 50 plate of wings, two guys had eaten 50 wings. And he points at the plate and I go, wow, you guys mowed those down, everything okay? He goes, yeah. And I said, you ate everything is like, I don't get it. And he just pointed again and I look and there's a Band-Aid with uh, blood on it on the bottom of the wing. Uh, on sex. There's no Yeah, I mean, that was a loser table. <laughs> like, uh, there's no winning that. What do you do? So what did I, you I, do? I comped everything and I gave them gift certificates to come back another time. They were they were cool. And they probably did I, come back. Probably oh, did. If you're eating 50 probably wings would. between the two of you, you you're are probably you're probably a couple bros. Yeah, yeah you're all okay. good old bros. Probably come, but I think, probably come back. I think, uh, you know, I think businesses need to look and say, are we those people that can cheap out on things? There are certain businesses that can go automated and can go to that type of customer service, but there's others like, you know, a win or yeah, the, the DMV Disney. can fuck yeah, up. Can exactly. go all automated. Cause you don't have a right. choice. Yeah. You know, they, they, there's no, they never operated under the auspices yeah. that they gave a shit about your experience. Right. No, they never right. did. This is Disneyland. Disney. Yep. The I, happiest place on earth. I get it. I get it. When we come back, we're going to talk more about technology versus customer service in this, you know, man, just take this. If you got a business, man, you got to, you're going to want to listen to this because we got some things 
I guess this is where the freeform jazz explosion goes is mistakes you can make in your business to screw it up. Be right back. Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we've things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at the John Gafford. I'm here. Give me a shout. Back from the break, boys. Back from the break. We're discussing. I mean, I don't know honestly what we're talking about is mistakes people are making utilizing technology in their business or alienating their customers is kind of what we're talking about today. So, I mean, for me, I think like technology is a great thing when used in the right way. And I think too many people and realtors are, are, are really guilty of this. If you are using technology, you've got to ask yourself a question before you implement any program or system into your deal. And here's the question. Does this make my life easier? Does this make my customer's life easier or both? Two of those, I say green light. One of them, you don't. If it's just making your life easier, you're going you're gonna to lose customers. You're going to lose that. And I, and I think a lot of what agents do nowadays, real estate agents, let's talk about that. A lot of what real estate agents do, where there's a lot of, there's a lot of AI on websites. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of automatic text, mess- text messaging. There's a lot of chat bots. There's a lot of those things. And I think that's the stuff that takes away from the personalized experience. I think if you're not dealing with a human and you can say, well, they text me, so they want to text back. Well, maybe not. You know, I always look at communication with my clients. And and again, this has nothing to do with what's easier for me because it'd be easier for me just to text them back. Mm -hmm. But if somebody shoots me a text, I call them. If I, they call, if they call, they call me, we have a conversation. I try to go see them. I'm always trying to elevate that level of communication back to the client because that shows my level of commitment to the people that work with me. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, something that I always ask my people is what's the best communication? What do you prefer? And I'm sure you do the same. Yeah. Like I've got a guy, I've got younger clients that are, they'll say, if you call me, I will not answer. You know, I won't listen voicemail. The only way is email or text. But then I deal with some other people. I got a guy right now that he didn't, he said, I only call. So if he calls me, he texts me, I call him right back. Well, and this is something I teach because one of my big pet peeves, one of my big pet peeves in business is this. You never type bad news. Never. Don't never tell a client anything negative if you're typing it. Like you can type them, say, hey, give me a shout. I need to talk to you about something because here's the problem. If it's something that you know is going to send your customer through the roof, whether you had anything to do with it or not, mm-hmm. it could be some completely outside force that's dealing with it. You know, sure. client wants to cancel a deal, you know, whatever it is, but it may have nothing to do with you, but you've got to be able to take that information and present it to them. Even if it's really bad news mm-hmm. and go to wherever they're going to go with it, but you need to be with them so you can bring them back to where they need to be. Well, let me go one step further and yeah. this is going to be a professional statement. Um, never put something in email that you, you could see being used against you one day in a court or text, right? Because a lot of times people don't understand the words that they're using and how valuable and important they are. Words have very, very specific meaning. I did a deal today. I'm brokering a commercial deal. It's a big value deal. So, um, the broker on the other side says, oh, well, that's not ambiguous. I've done that a million times. I say, if I can read it reasonably <laughs> any other way, that means a jury can, right? So that when this goes sideways, I know you think the word abatement means one thing, but abatement can mean zero. Mm-hmm. It can mean a reduction. It can mean a hesitation, sure. a pause. Mm-hmm. But if, if it's not crystal in there yeah. to me, 
right? And I'm, I'm an attorney. I'll, I'm telling you how I would argue this on the other side. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I was listening to a speech from Charlie Munger the other day. He said, never have an opinion on something unless you can argue it on the other side better than that person can, right? Mm-hmm. Never argue, never have a position if you can't argue it better than your counter parties are arguing it, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to understand your arguments. That's just like the words you're using. If you send an email to a client saying, hey, blah, 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 this happened. Well, first off, now we know you were put on notice of something. Right. Now, you may not even right. realizing what that is. Mm-hmm. But notice exists when it becomes in what's called a tangible medium, right? Mm-hmm. An email is a tangible medium. Clearly realized. That's it's like a copyright term. Or it's a trademark issue, right? Once it's in that medium, I get on a phone. You're not going to get my phone records. Right. Yeah. Now, I'm right. not saying be cagey when it's bad news. No, but, 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 but get on the phone with people if there's something, something that... that it, but again... You don't always know don't, which way people turn on things. No, I, I get it. And, and I would say the majority of the disputes we have contractually within contracts. I mean, when I call you sometimes yeah. for a second opinion on things, and I'm like, what do you think about this? Ambiguity is what always causes the problem. 100%. It's always ambiguity. It, it's, it's, well, this wasn't spelled out clearly, and it could mean this, it could mean that. That's right. And if, you, if it can mean anything other than exactly what it's supposed to mean, you're going to have a problem. Yeah, if, if you're going to have a problem if it becomes a problem. Now, yeah. you never know what's a problem until it becomes a problem. Right. This is one of my favorite things on earth. <laughs> people go, oh, well, no, no he, he's fine. He's a friend of mine. I go, oh, no, no, no. He's a friend of yours Buddy. until he's not your friend. Yeah. No, no. That, that, well, that's, that, that's I don't know if you've ever seen me. Yeah, yeah. That, that's rule number one of real yep. estate. Everybody's cool until they're until not. That's rule number one. I... I I don't Actually. paper up deals with my wife. I think that's the only people I don't paper up deals. John, you and I have had some stuff and I've sent you engagements. Yeah, sure. That, that's for your benefit as much as mine. Yeah. yeah. So that it's, hey, this, so you don't have any of that, oh, well, what, what was the expectation, right? Because ruined expectations create problems too. Well, technically too, but if I sign an engagement letter, you can't testify against me. So that works well, I mean, no, but <laughs> yeah, it works for that. Yeah, any conversation between you and I on the phone, yeah. we have attorney-client privilege as well, whether yeah. or not we have an engagement. So see, yeah. Cole, you can never subpoena Chris Again, against, against me, you can't. Uh, but you know what's so funny? It's funny some of the stuff people will put in email and text. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? Never put that in writing. I'm. We had a guy like two years ago, straight up email. Hey, those leases are fake, just to help you get loan dogs. I'm like, that's fraud. Like, yeah. Did nope. you did you really just email? <laughs> bing, and bing, I called him and I'm like, color, prank prank color. Color. I go, I'm canceling the deal. And he goes, why? I go, because I'm not committing loan fraud. Like, what do you mean these leases are fake? He put it back to me in email. Me and John were just laughing probably five times. I'm like, you are committing fraud, yeah, you idiot. Like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> stop, stop, but It's stop, amazing. Stop. It's amazing yeah. that people do Pretty put hard. stuff in that. Well, no, but, but like I said, even when people have good intentions, you can have the best of intentions, but there's that old saying, the path to hell is laid with, laid with best, best intentions. Intention. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you aren't literally a practicing wordsmith, if you're not a professional writer, if you're not somebody that truly... You're a uh, coxman, are you, called? Cole's a mean, coxman. Yeah. I thought about a wordsmith. Wordsmith. Okay. I, I thought, mean, I, I th- I thought it was the same thing, I guess. Do I'm I not wrong. come off as a wordsmith? <laughs> you come off as a coxman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good enough. Look at the pocket squares. Murder. Uh, that's a good point. So at the end of the day, <laughs> unless you truly understand the power and impact of your words, especially with clients, brokers, whatever, understand that you need to spell them out in a way that always keeps in the back of your head. Just have that little voice right before you hit send. Never send an angry email. Never no. send something that's yeah. too committal. Right, get on the phone and hash it out. But just always have that thing in the back of your mind going, if this was to be read to me in a deposition, or if this was to be read before would you jury, cr- Would I just sit there and would cringe you cringe? if I did yeah. this? Or would you stand behind it in a very specific way? Yeah. So just, again, 
I think it's it's so interesting until you've been through a lawsuit, like really been through one, you don't understand what it's like to sit there and have to like justify something you said Just or worse typed. And you're like, well, ugh, I don't remember. Didn't remember mean, what that was. I didn't mean that. Yeah. No, no, it's, 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 right. it can be, it can be a challenge. And you can be in a lawsuit that has nothing to do with anything you've done. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You dragged into it for any You reason. get dragged in. I, I have, you know I have clients that are being dragged in. I have a, a bar in town. I won't name names, public information, mm-hmm. but I'm representing multiple servers, right? Who were sued because the bar owner is in a dispute with his insurance company because he had some uh, idea about a promotion to use that, that had nobody accountable. Servers just had to go to a manager and say, hey, uh, they got their wristband on and the manager would pour a drink. Now they're trying to say, uh, oh, that was all fraud. Uh, so we're suing 50 servers that haven't worked in this restaurant in four years. <laughs> so these individual servers live in Florida <clears throat> and, and Texas or wherever. And they're going, hey, uh, I just got sued with something, and my friend, who's also been sued, said X, Y, Z. And I said, well, yeah, this is what's going on, and I think it's completely preposterous. But you're still being dragged into this, and you still have to answer, or you could get defaulted. It's going to cost you money about something that has nothing to do with anything you've done. See, that's, a, that's an interesting question, and I, and, I think, and I think this all the time. The nuisance lawsuit is is such a part of my life <laughs> these days. I mean, the stuff that we wind up getting getting sued for is just or dragged into is just ridiculous. As a broker, and it's ridiculous. Well, just as the owner of the company, whatever. It's just it's it's insane. Some of this stuff, and you know, sometimes it's so insane we do fight it back, and we're like, no, I'm just not paying it. We we have fought one of those things. Don't think I'm an easy mark if you're listening to this, but <clears throat> it brings me back to it. Always brings me when this happens to the same place. How do you stop so many lawsuits? And will it ever stop or will legislation ever be passed considering the majority of lawmakers have law degrees? Well, what say you can't, what say you counsel? No, because due process allows me to, we have liberal pleading standards and you are not obligated to hire an attorney unless you're an LLC, right? So as an individual, you can go represent yourself. (laughs) You absolutely can. And you're entitled to, and if you have low income, you can get waivers for um, court fees has to be, you have to be indigent. But, you know, it's one of those things where hopefully when you do deals, you have attorney fee provisions in there, period. Well, I'm just, no, my question is, I'm just, I'm curious. How to get the nuisance lawsuit Do you think there's too many nuisance lawsuits as an attorney? I'm dying to hear the answer to this. You know, candidly, I don't see a lot of, uh, I don't defend a lot of nuisance lawsuits. Candidly, I'm not a, I don't know why, because I won't take them. I think I won't take filing them. I won't file against people frivolously because you can get rule 11 sanctioned. I can be sanctioned as an attorney for filing something I believe is frivolous. So why so why do some attorneys just not seem to care, could care less about it? Well, a lot of times these things aren't necessarily enforced, right? You can see, but I just have to make a colorable argument. Mm-hmm. Right? My argument has to be colorable. You as a broker are going to get brought in if an action of your agent did X, Y, Z. Well, that's colorable. You had nothing to do with it. It's not this and that. And because you lose certain rights, if it's a mandatory claim, right? If you claim one thing, the, if civil procedure is a weird thing. And, and there's a reason for it. It operates under sort of years and years in history of jurisprudence back and forth. And, and these things, these rules seem arbitrary, but they exist for a reason. Because this person missed their right to defend themselves, or this person missed their ability to file within a timely period or whatever. So those things exist for a reason. It's just to the layperson, it seems obnoxious. Mm-hmm. I understand them. I, I, I understand the rules and why they exist. And I, but I also empathize when people think that they are 
you know, arduous. Well, you know, I just wish I could sue Disneyland over that app this weekend because I got to have you, you, I just, you, you. You've been to Di- I got to believe you've right. been to Disneyland. Cole, no, tell I, me. I've this, been to Disneyland, going. but I, again, I just when is the last believe, time you went to Disneyland? Oh, right before COVID hit. He's How many times Star you Wars? Uh, Did you go to Star Wars Land? No. You know what? <laughs> the only what happened is I was supposed to meet people, and they're like, "We're in the uh, the good guy shop." I'm like, "What the hell's a good guy shop? Like the Star Wars that are the good guys?" Yeah. I, not aware right. of this place. No. The, well, no, there's shops. I right? know there's good guys, but I, I didn't wasn't aware they had a good guy Star Wars shop. Well, no, there's that a shop that they're all. I go. I don't know who's the good or bad guys in that film. Well, Maybe not, it wasn't. If they're, if they're in white, they're good. If they're dark, they're bad. It's we've already established. Hands why dark Vader. <laughs> we've established. That. I feel like. But anyways, I, I walked in. It was seemed super nerdy, so I walked did out. You, did your parents take you to Mr. Disneyland Toad's, as a kid? Yeah, and you know what scared me the worst? Mr. Toad's Wild Ride as a kid. Well, you were scared of Mr. Toad? Oh. How did that scare you? It's, have you been in that? <laughs> Many times. That's pretty awesome. No, as a kid, it was scary. Uh, I don't like rides. You like so, frogs? No, frogs. I got to tell you, we, we, one of the rides we were able to get on while we were there, we rode Space Mountain. I think I'm done. On I think, Space I think, I think, I think dude, yeah, I like Space Mountain. I got off. I looked at my wife. I mean, we were, we, we got old in like two seconds. We're both mm. kind of staggering up the road. Yeah, it was, I was dizzy. Do you know what's oh, scary I is the uh, Ferris wheel. so well. dizzy there. The Ferris wheel. I don't like that Ferris wheel. Oh, that thing is scary. Nah, so, like no, nah, but it, it, again, it, to me, it just, it shocks me that the common sense of some of these people uh, to put in, you know, technology or stuff, how do you not see that being annoying? Like your kid came in and was like, oh, I wanted a Dole Whip and I had to get reservation. Couldn't get for one. 40 minutes, come back and there's no one in Dole line. Dole Whip reservation. That is yeah. obnoxious. Yeah. I'm t- I'm, dude, it is like when you have, when you ha- how old's your kid? 14? 13 or 11. 13? You have a 13 year old realizing how annoying well, it is. How, how yeah. does a billion dollar corporation get to that level? I'm going to take the devil's advocate position here though. <laughs> yeah. Great. I guarantee you Disney World is different. No, same thing. Same thing. You think that Disney World? I know it is. I know it is. We were with somebody that we we were with somebody yesterday that's in Orlando and said it's the same thing. That surprised me. I would understand that California having these real top-down laws about cash. No, same thing. Same deal, buddy. Same deal. Florida. Florida. I thought they would double down and you could spend your Gator bucks or you know. No, well, you can lick. You can actually lick Mickey. I think in Florida, that's the difference. But for the most part, no, it's exactly the same. Speaking of R. Kelly. Yes, good lord. No, so you know, we we were at a funeral yesterday. Not to you know, and I got to tell you, I was I was I was walking around and uh, friend of ours' grandmother passed away. We all went down to show respect, and it was a nice it was a nice showing. I thought of his of his friend set that showed up yesterday to support him. But I got to tell you, man, if, if you ever feel not motivated, like you feel like you're just not getting enough, you know, I don't really, nah, I just feel kind of laissez, like I don't want to get stuff done. Dude, you know what an excellent exercise is? Go to the cemetery mm-hmm. and just do the math on the, on the dates on the stones. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I got to tell you, far more than, than I would have thought yesterday, we're coming up 25, yeah. 17. All over the place. Eight. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you never know when they're going to pull, when the plug's going to get pulled when on the you. Little ball a little doctor. ball the doctor's going to cut the string over your head. He's like, what are we talking about? Yeah, get that reference. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a Star Wars reference, Cole. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but, but yeah, you, just, you never know when that's going to happen. And, uh, and dude, it, it was like, wow, it's, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice wake up call. Well, that's kind of what we're doing tomorrow, John. Is it? We're not waiting. Like in your, because how up. easy is it? So, so let me, uh, you know, my, my parents are wonderful people. My my dad, though, was a history teacher. He was a teacher in history in jail. He taught high school in jail, effectively, for most of my life. 
Wait, was was did Wait, he, would he go what? work there or was he in jail and no, just no, happened no. to be like that? He was a teacher for, to get his... for a young offender center. Okay. But his students were like pimps, drug dealers, murderers. My dad is a real, you know, uh athlete. like he's a he was invited to the Olympics in wrestling. He's very athletic. Oh, here we go. Excellent wrestling. Here, here we go. Go so, ahead, Cole. So wrestling's kind of far. <laughs> I don't go. know if I could be an Olympic wrestler, <laughs> but I am telling you. We should put jousting into the Olympics now. <laughs> Colt wants to be an Olympic so jouster. So, there we go. But so, so growing up, my dad would always talk about the Peloponnesians and these ancient battles and wars and stuff. So my whole life, I'm like, well, his kids are both independently doing well. They don't need to, I don't need them to save their inheritance for me. I'm like, I would love to see them go travel. Mm-hmm. To, like, it's more important for me that they go do this than them, right? They're just right. not big travelers and never been. You know, mm-hmm. they've been to Canada and America. Yep. And I kind of was like, hey, what an opportune time to travel. And I was talking to my mom the other day about mm-hmm. how it would be amazing to go see all those places that dad always spent his life talked as an about, educator talking, talking about. Talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, it was, we'll go later. Oh, when this happens, we'll yeah. go. When this happens, we'll go. When it happens, we'll just go. Yeah. And now it's like, well, kind of past the time when we probably would have enjoyed going. Yeah. yeah. You missed, you, you're like, you missed the window. But you missed the window, but I'm going. And you don't know what's, when. You just don't know when it is. How, how common is that? No. I'll start a business later. I'll do this later. There is, there is no later. No. Later was yesterday, my friend. Like, yeah. There, there, go there is go no now, do it, live it, time, spend it, because it's not your friend. Yep. Yeah. It, it's, it's definitely working against us, and, and, uh, and, it's, and it's crazy. But you know, you know what else? There, there's death that I think yeah, that motivates me a lot. You know what else is really working against you? Chilies. <laughs> you chilies. <laughs> Six margaritas in 45 minutes, then you tow my car. You tow my car, Chili's? You tow it. my car? Working against me, Colt. No, I, I think they're looking out for you. I think no. you should send them a no. thank you card. No. Well, how, how, what were you going to do? The views Go of home? Cold do not represent the views. Oh, how, how are you going to get your yeah. car home after seven El Presidentes? Yeah, I was going to be responsible and leave it in the parking lot and get it the next day. But guess what? Not an option because they towed it away. Maybe they thought you were staying downtown closer. They're hey, looking out for but you. But here's the problem: it's not what they meant to do. It's what they did. They didn't. Okay, real quick. They didn't tow it while I was in the building. We had left it there to be responsible, and, and then they towed it. There was ambiguity, and I was a customer. And, and, and again, ambiguity. That's exactly there right. There's ambiguity in the sign that sue. said "parking for patrons only." It didn't say patrons right now. Did I was it say a patron. Two-hour patron parking. No only? patron parking. Patron only. parking. Can we sue them? Yes. I'll I, get behind this lawsuit for I, you. No, yeah, I, I sent a demand letter already. I didn't have Connell do it. I had, I had Van do it. Did you send it? Yeah, I sent a demand letter. I want my money back. How Still much? No uh, but the problem is it's civil, it's, it's small claims. It doesn't matter. I just want, you know what? Here's the thing. Yeah. I just want my $262 back that I paid. Yeah. I'm not you trying go to go back to you know, Chili's I, after how that. How much pain and suffering can I get for that? What though? did that email oh, sound like? That's was a it? Lot. I almost had an annual about at it. at chilies.com. Yeah. <laughs> be chili. No, you know what? That, that's a great Mr. Chili. Point. That's a great Mr. point. I did, I did not fire off anything to the oh, CEO, see, but I think I'm going to. That's why we got to work these things out on air. That's yeah. why we work them out. It's why we do it. That's why we work them out on see, air. I'm going to, I'm going to, yes, I think we're definitely going to send that back. Well, who's sure. your favorite stormtrooper? Um, Desert Stormtrooper? What are we talking about? <laughs> not sure what we're talking about, Chris. I can tell you who's he, not here's my what I, Here's what I'm talking about. He passes here, here, every here, test. Here, I think it's a good time for, for his top five. Top five worst sports movies. I was thinking that the other day. I was, I was sitting on worst the flight. Worst sports yeah, movies. Yeah, I was sitting on, oh, my flight was horrible yesterday. Uh, I got stuck next to a high-end model slash OnlyFans girl. Oh, I got it. 
and she kept falling asleep on me and twitching. And, oh, we didn't talk about disaster. this. It's called fentanyl. So yeah, apparently on the plane down there, on, a, on the plane down there, right between Eric getting on the plane, trying to figure out where to sit, who sits right next to Colt, transvestite, only fans person. I don't think she was a tranny. I'm telling you. He's I, a I magnet for this. <sighs> I didn't even tell you that. Well, it was either her or the six foot four, three thirty Samoan dude. dude. Yeah, it was not I, a good. I fight. seem to attract those guys yeah. in the middle seat. Yeah, that's how yeah. we were. We were in and out of. Uh, where did we go yesterday? I don't remember. Newport, uh, LAX. Newport Beach, LAX, uh, and we were in and out for a day. I appreciate you letting us lounge at your house. Oh no problem. You left. He's we, in my house like yeah. the Centurion Lounge yesterday. This guy <laughs> had like fifty <laughs> pounds of butters in his beach house. What are you doing? <laughs> no, what? Don't on <laughs> yourself. No, 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 no. Don't spill his tea. Oh, no, we, we, no, no, no. Well, I mean, no, Drake, no, no. he left. How he goes. Is he goes. Here's your. Here's your. Just lock it up when you guys leave, because he went home to Vegas. We stayed at his beach house, and we opened it up. He's got freaking. There's 50 no. pounds okay, of so, butter. No, so here's what happens. So we get down there. And we own the you house. You don't have to answer this, John. No, I'm going, I'm going to. I'm going to. <laughs> we own the house with some partners. So we get there. And for whatever reason, like the, the inside lock is, is locked. Down? Right? We have, the, we have the door code thing, but the inside bolt is locked. So I'm like, pull out the calendar real quick, take a quick glance. I'm like, yeah, I'm supposed to be here this weekend. Nobody should be here. So I'm like, what's going on? So we go around the front because we normally just go to the garage. So we go around the, go around the front of the house and sitting on the stoop of the house. And it had been there for like a day, right? Uh, it had been there for a minute. There was two 50-pound bags of flour, a 50-pound bag of f- powdered sugar, a lot 10, of dozen, 10, 10 dozen eggs, like 30 pounds of now not frozen shrimp. Pretty sure you yeah. should throw all 80, this stuff out, John. 80 pounds of butter, like 80 pounds of butter, and, uh, and like a thing of like cookies, they're catering something. No, we th- well, obviously they delivered it to the wrong house and didn't figure it out. But no, we threw it's it away. But my wife's like, butter doesn't have to be refrigerated. No, I'm keeping the butter. So melted she put the- butter. And I'm like, best, I'm like, I'm right? like, I'm like, you're not going to keep the sidewalk shrimp. You can. I mean, where do you draw the line? Oh, so God. yeah, so we literally had like there was like 50 pounds of butter there in the really dam in the refrigerator, and I, I was hope like, the flour and the sugar didn't get tossed either. No, yeah. the flour and sugar went went right away, but the <sighs> butter just because it's sealed, so it's fine. Yeah. The well, shrimp. Yeah, the shrimp didn't look so good. Yeah, that's gross. But yeah, we were flipping through on the flight back, and somebody had some one of the movies on sports movie. It made me think like top five worst top five worst sports movies. Worst sports movies. I'm going to go. How many are there? I haven't seen a good sports movie. No, there's a. There's. I'll I'll say Mighty Ducks three. Any of the Mighty Ducks. I'll throw. Mighty Ducks one, sir. One is amazing. Two was all right. Tongue two is horrible. I'm going to go with Colt on this one, which you're going okay. with Colt on anything. I'm okay. going with Colt on this. I don't one, know why. I completely right. agree with him. I, My number one worst, uh, feel you, the dreams. Freaking horrible. What? So long. Kevin Costner. Not that great. I, I, you don't like you know, I would have thought I like him on Yellowstone, but you know what? He starts annoying me because he's the same person in every movie. So you like I, Al Pacino though? Yeah, he's the same guy. Yeah, no, he's annoying now. Same with Robert De Niro. I would have thought you would have gone for League of Their Own because it stars Tom Well, he, that's in Ooh. it. League, okay, so you got Fill the Dreams, League of Their Own, Rudy. Oh, what? my okay. God. Okay. All right. Rudy is, Rudy? Rudy the, is the only one of probably two movies stuff. that actually makes, makes me cry. cry. <laughs> Why? Hold on. Did you guys play sports? Yes. Okay. And you always have that kid 
over going too hard at practice, trying to injure you and everything. That was Rudy. And then, so I hated Rudy. Super slow movie, not inspirational. I don't, not inspirational. When, he, when he's and sitting then, by the lake and he opens that letter and he finally gets into Notre Dame. You know what? Dude. Maybe if he was a smarter kid, took some academic classes, he'd <laughs> he got in the first time. He's worked in like a foundry. <laughs> Who gives a crap? There's a, a million people like that that go there. About the odds. Be- making it horrible. He was like so Scott. annoying. So then I meet Rudy. Rudy. I went to Rudy's <laughs> house. Rudy yeah. lived in Vegas in Anthem, Vegas. right? Went to his house. Oh, my gosh. He's more obnoxious than the <laughs> character. His whole house is just about memorabilia of him. And I'm like... <laughs> Maybe your office, great, but not your whole goddamn house. He's Rudy's horrible. He's an athlete horrible. that showed a generation. No, he was not that, an athlete. Oh my that it's God. it's possible to not be conforming and yeah. to make it against all odds. Like Phil Collins. Let's hear how you feel about Phil odds. Collins. Horrible. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Phil Collins is probably number four on my top overrated. <laughs> Uh, we'll get to my top overrated fan uh, yeah, slash. Whoa, oh so, my slow gosh, down. We don't, we don't want to blow it all in one oh, episode, buddy. I'm slow so down. Over, I'm slow so down. over rude. I, I would Kevin Costner again. <laughs> like League of Their Own. Do you know what the only good part of League of Their Own is when he goes in the cows? He's at yelling at the cows. At what point does like, the United States Immigration Customs Service come in <laughs> and like kick him out? Yeah, it's getting to the point where it's like, is he is he is it like a pod person with just skin draped over? Oh, no. skin, like, and then they did the the, the <laughs> actual they did the baseball game at oh and they brought Kevin Costner around. I just like someone take a bat to his head. Oh, it's so <laughs> annoying! About a man having a, a vision a about dream, creating this dream. thing about the connection between him and his father and yeah and understanding uh, the impact that sports has on the human psyche. Sports. Fuck that shit. Oh, yeah. it's terrible. It's it's like, Mighty Ducks fucking terrible. is way better. Mighty so Ducks is no. Way I tell you. Better. I tell you what. I tell you what was dreadful was the remake of uh, Longest Man. Yard with Adam Sandler. Oh, oh. seconded original. Se- lo- uh, original. Yeah, number one worst ever. Yeah, original. Adam original. Sandler, original. So annoying. No, original Longest Yard. Great. Epic remake. Lovely. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, that's a terrible movie. The remake was absolute dog shit. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. You I know what was a great uh, movie? Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the year. Oh, when the kid broke his arm. Oh, is that? Did he say you, you say funky butt loving? That movie? Yeah, was that? Yeah, did you say funky butt loving? Yeah, I, I've seen Remember that. the kid? He breaks breaks his arm and it like the tendons all get tight and so yeah. I can throw like a ninety nine. Major mile League mile. is number. Oh, one. Major League. Major League's great. great. Bad or good? Good. Great. Yeah, great. great movie. Yeah, so what's I the like opposite of that. So so where does Air Bud fit in there? <laughs> Horrible. Is that a pet movie or a sports movie? I heard the new Space sports. Jam sucked too. It did suck. I, dude, okay. a- anything LeBron sucks. Here's the thing: LeBron's so overrated because he's if, not. Yes, he is. If you're that big, you put Michael Jordan or Kobe in his body, hundred points a night, all dunks, or going to the foul line. Here's like, a it's qu- so annoying. Here's he's a question: Because we're talking about automated, we're talking about animated he's movies. Not good so, at so, basketball. No, somebody came. I don't remember who was talking. Somebody was bitching about this yesterday about animated movies. I think it was was it you? Might have been. It probably was you, Colt. No, it's probably you on your ride home. No, no, no. They were talking about there's this new animated movie coming out. The Mar- oh, I, I know it was the Mario movies coming out, right? Oh yeah. And they're like, Chris Pratt is the Mario voice. And for the Mario guy, and they're like, the internet's up in arms over it, blah, blah, blah. And, and it got, it, these guys were debating. They're like, why do you need famous people to voice these characters? Yeah. Just to draw people in. Just to you, draw, but yeah. it's just it's Chris Pratt, you think, like the most here's amazing the, here's the question. career, because here's I the question. Get him. But here's the question. All right? like, I get it if you're creating a character from thin air. Like, I get that. 
Do you think Mario, Super Mario, is going to need any draw? It needs the draw power. Um, so Jack Black is playing Bowser, I guess. Yeah, I could see someone going, "Oh, I like how goofy he like." Look, you're trying to appeal to this broad range of people. It's like bundling and economics, right? Mm-hmm. You got to like throw in a little bit of something for everybody. So let's say there's somebody that thinks Will Ferrell's just hilarious. You got to throw. You got to make sure hilarious. that the. The the animation in uh, Pets Life Two is is Kevin Hart when he's rapping, you know, Panda. That draws some parents in, and the kids don't know. Right. So it's not for the kids; it's for the parents. And there was and so the parents have a, a reason to be like, "Oh, I, I loved Chris Pratt when he was fa- fighting fake dinosaurs or whatever." Mm-hmm. Well, guys, we're gonna wrap it up another episode of, po- of the podcast. We, again, it was a free form jazz explosion. I hope you got something out of this. <laughs> I know that. Uh, I know Rudy Rudiger didn't didn't get any out of it. I know that much. Now that you think of that as sports, like who is the most annoying kid on your team is a kid overgoing, trying to hurt you because you're supposed to do 60%. Dude, when he runs on the field and his father's so proud – when he makes the play, not, nothing. Santa Claus. Dude, you guys, Do you my have dad no, you're was like proud so, of me. You're like, like a soulless like, specter sitting next oh to me, not like no, a human. Oh, it's so annoying. <laughs> and then, soul. You know what? And then I meet him in real life what and movie does absolutely it? What? Okay, just confirmed what Before I was thinking. We, what Rudy movie Rudy does make you cry? Call what, me if what, he's giving you trouble. Yeah, what, what movie does make you cry? A movie made me cry? I don't cry at movies. Big Fish. Yeah, La Bamba. Uh, Richie, <laughs> see, see. <laughs> that was you gotta throw some Latin flair in. For yeah, play. no. Um, honestly, there's probably not a movie that would make me cry. You know, be- it, what was the, the cartoon up about Rudy? I believe uh, him. Yeah, that, that's if you. Yeah, if you're not crying to Rudy, I get it. All right, or it's like Matilda or something. <laughs> well, well, if you like <laughs> what we do Rudy. here after today, I, I who knows. Um, <laughs> Tell a friend if you like what we do, because we do appreciate it. Make sure you like and subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. And uh, yeah, we're taking a little bit of a hiatus next week. There will be an episode. This will actually come out on Wednesday as on time. There will be no episode on Friday because uh, Chris and I will be playing archaeologist. Who knows? Maybe we'll turn the computer up and on and uh, over there and try to record something from Cairo. Oh, wow. Like a live update. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll do there. a Zoom and try to record it, Colt. Maybe you could be here. We'll be there. In, ru- yeah, if not, guys, stay tuned to Colt's podcast. <laughs> yep, yeah, Colt will be back in Colt one and a half weeks. <laughs> Thanks. We'll see you next time, guys. <laughs> hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we've things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at the John Gafford. I'm here. Give me a shout.